Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week on Up to 90, we talk Jurassic Park. Hola! Hello. How are you, Emma Bear? I'm good. We're coming to you from Chaplin's Comedy Club. Yes, in Dublin. a great gig. Yeah, it was as, really good. As We've part of the Emma and Julie show. As pa- this is coming to you fresh. We are yes. fresh to death. The paint isn't even wet on this gig yet. <laughs> Do you enjoy it? Well, it was a great gig. Yeah, it was good. Lovely it? audience. Shout out to all of them. Fiona, Luke, Robert, Keith. Do Emily you know, and Michael. <laughs> yeah, do you know I what don't I think they'll be tuning in again. No, I, this is what I was going to say, actually. So uh, I'm not going to. S- I was going to say I'm not going to spoil the joke for the listener. I'm not going to give the listener the joke because the listener can come to our gigs if the listener wants to hear the full joke. But you know the joke I had about um, my partner in a compromised situation in the kitchen. She was clapping and looking yeah, at her but fella. She was, I was like, she oh, was come on. I think they just need to get a bit loosey-juicy, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just no, they needed good. to defrost a bit. Yeah. But they got into it, yeah. They were good people. And Amanda and Eamon, they were lovely. Lorraine, yeah. Laura. We can't name everybody. <laughs> let's, well, we only have two left, so let's do it. Maria, Janine, Gary. Up to 90, up to... 90 up to 90 with Emma and Julie. Oh, yeah. So, how are you? I'm good. How was your week? Yeah. I haven't been talking to you much this week. I've what been busy. To? I was in London on Wednesday night, London, as you do. London. Yeah. How was that? Um, it was good, yeah. It's London, baby. Um, so you know, I walked. <laughs> oh the, well, on then the wrong, that explains the, the tube. Um, I was feeling pretty smug. You know, I booked yeah. my Airbnb right by the airport. Um, you know, everything was timed to perfection. But then I didn't factor in the special train I had to get for my gig to my Airbnb, which cost me the same price as my flight fucking over there. Oh no! I know. So you see, I didn't you. factor that in. So and you know what? By the time you. you add the train in and the Airbnb, you're like, I just could have got myself a nice little hotel for that. And like the Airbnb thing, I'm just not fully sold. Like, I just get disconcerted. It's like you know, you're in your flannel. PJ t-shirt yes and like walking to a kitchen and somebody's making toast you're like I like the anonymity I like the Bill Murray lost in translation vibe yeah. of a hotel room I like Come being here. able to walk to my bathroom 
without um, fear. Well, I mean, fear is the wrong word, but without standing on jam, maybe. Okay, that's. I mean, fair I'm enough. hoping it's jam. Come here. This is something that's been bothering me. Jam's recently. nice, no. isn't it? You know, making that night kind of small talk. Do you like jam? I like jam. I like jam. And you're like, I'm not wearing a bra. And I've been in London for three hours and suddenly I'm talking like this. <laughs> what am I like? I've got Gem on my foot and I'm not wearing a bra. Do you wear, this is what I want to know, do you wear pyjamas? Of course I do. Do you? Yeah. I've lovely, I've really nice. Um, like every night? Yeah. Do you? I don't. Oh yeah, no I do. I keep it loose, I keep it nice and breezy during the summer months, but... I, yeah, no, I've lovely silk um, pyjamas and I just have a really nice little pyjama top. Okay. And now I have, um, you know, the damp situation's pretty bad at the moment. So it is the season. I've started wearing hoodies in bed. <laughs> Sorry, when you said the damp situation, I thought you were talking, talking about, the about the silk pyjamas. No, I'm talking about like, the oh, yeah, that would no, be very... like, that's what I like about the silk pyjamas. It just keeps everything easy breezy. Right. Beautiful. Um, yeah. I didn't think I didn't think adults wore pajamas. Yeah, no, I do. I like like they're classy, just a nice and burgundy does Fred shade. Pajamas. Oh no, this is what she wanted to know. <laughs> this is what she wanted to know. Do men wear pajamas? Can pajamas? I just say now? Can I just yeah. say and our listeners' witness? Can you please stop texting my boyfriend? <laughs> In the middle of the night, asking, is he wearing pyjamas? I'm speaking on behalf of us as a couple. Like, it has to stop. No, he's been saying. He, um... No, but men don't really tend to wear no, pyjamas, we do they? I've, I've never... Love you. <laughs> That's it, though. Love I've never... Him. I know, like, I remember my granddad wore pyjamas. Well, there's something wrong. anyone else. There is... One of us is seriously ill. One of us is suffering from a chronic illness because Fred sleeps in the jocks and he's delighted. He's just actually... He just loves being in his jocks. And then there I am, hoodie, hood up generally in bed, socks, silk pyjamas, T-shirt underneath. I actually slept in a beanie hat last night. I mean, one of us is sick. Oh my god! Well, yeah, I can relate to that though. I'm usually freezing. I mean, <laughs> I love the, I that Fred's never happier. Like it sounds like you were so happy. It sounds like jocks. you were like it was the start of his eulogy. Anyone, no. anyone here that knows Fred, you know knows that he was never happier than when, when he, he was, was in, in his jocks. jocks. Yeah, no, but I think it's the little he boy loved. factor. Every little boy just wants to be in their jocks all day. They love honestly. And girls want to dress up. I don't know. Every girl wants as many layers as possible, and every man just wants to free the willy. You know. Yeah, there's something in that. Well, I think, um, I think. Yeah, but did you not find that with your little boys? I'd say they love to be running around. Ah, yeah, they love to be running around in the jocks. Yeah, yeah, they do love running around in their little pants. Oh, but it is funny because I do think Fred probably thinks he's sleeping with someone, the sleeping, sharing a bed with someone who's in disguise, in who's in perpetual disguise. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. sunglasses were probably the Noel Gallagher move, as Emma would say, were probably a bit much. Beanie Next, hat. Hoodie. I mean, we're only we're only well, we're coming. We're just creeping up to November. I mean, it could be balaclava for Christmas in the bed. Yeah, well, you can still give the kisses in the well, balaclava. Kinda, That's what's yeah, nice. Yeah, but you could kind of like pretend it's kinky and it's a gimp mask or something, which I never understood why people would want to wear them. No, I mean, no. I mean, call me old-fashioned, but is it nice to look at faces? 
<laughs> when you're interacting with someone. Sorry, I have to apologize for you now. You're just looking at me going like, Where, what the fuck is wrong with him? I'm like, so what does Fred wear in bed? Kim? I know. I mean, look, <laughs> you're into him, but I didn't want to say it. Sorry, Shane. Sorry, I don't know She what's likes wrong Fred. It's just because we've just done a gig, I think. But you see, you're not neurotic enough for Fred, so he's never going to go there. Are you, Fred? <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> So we're talking about a great one this week. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do the song. Something Steven Spielberg. What is this? What is this? Stop rocking. Um, so that ululating uh, noise is the uh, song composed by John Williams. Right. Spot on Steven Spielberg. I'm talking JP. I'm talking Jurassic Park, oh, baby. Of course. Jurassic Park this Jurassic week. Jurassic Park. Do you remember where, you, where and when you saw it? I don't. I remember it now. I remember the... F- i tell you what I do remember, actually. I remember seeing the first clips of it. So you know the bit where they're they're kind of uh, coming up out of the Jeep and they're seeing, like, the dinosaurs yes, for the first time? Yeah, that's one of my top scenes. And when I saw that, I think that was the first time that I'd ever seen CGI that looked but, okay. real. It was like, that was mind-blowing. Emma, that wasn't, okay, it wasn't just you. It was the first <laughs> CGI film ever. You were like, that oh. was the first time I'd ever seen CGI no, that looked okay. real. I didn't realise that was the, f- yeah. but the first thing that wasn't real. First CGI real. creatures on screen. And it was, you're spot on. It was the first thing you saw and you were like, okay, that that is real life. Because I mean, Jaws, that robotic of shark, I mean, was fooling nobody. No. Uh, so yeah, no, it was, the, it was the first one. Um, it was, of course, based on a novel by, do you remember? Ina Blyton? Michael Crichton. Uh, Michael okay. Crichton, another okay. another controversial uh, right. figure there. Paid he was paid two million for the rights to the novel. Is that all? Which might seem like well, I mean, nineteen ninety, like early nineteen nineties. Okay. Like that was he was writing, of course. If you remember, he was writing Eeyore at the time, and that's Ooh. how he got into cahoots with uh, Steven Spielberg. And he told Steven he had this idea, and Steven was like, "I want in." Um, so he was in talks with a few people, but they went with Steven Spielberg. So he was paid two mil. But when you think about it in the scheme of things, I mean, it made well over nine hundred million dollars worldwide. So right. not exactly a good deal for MC. But what, I, what, what would you pay them though? Because obviously it's the rights, but then they have to go on and write the screenplay yeah. and find out. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you would pay somebody for for their book, the rights to their book. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a probably a tough one, but I think everyone knew, like, this was gold. Like, yeah. straight away, Universe were like, yeah, no, this is going to be big. Uh, just for any uh, of our younger listeners, quick recap, Jurassic Park is a 1993 American sci-fi adventure film directed by... Steven Spielberg. Well done. Produced by Kathleen Kennedy, who's kind of a big deal. I think she was involved in Star Wars, etc. The first installment of Jurassic Park is based on the 1990 novel of the same name by Michael Crichton. Right, so it wasn't wasn't, uh, an old novel. Do you know what I mean? No, so it was out in 1990. And then, as I said, he was writing in New York. It came out in 1993. Uh, It was located on a fictional island of Isla Nubler uh, off the Pacific coast near Costa Rica. 
Tika, but of course it was filmed in Hawaii. Right. Was where it was actually filmed. And the whole idea being like billionaire philanthropist, John Hammond, played by Sir Richard. Richard, not the one that does the nature program. The other yeah. guy. Who, interesting, so Richard Hammond came back from a 15-year retirement to right. play this role. A 15-year acting retirement, I should say. Yes. Hiatus. And he had, he had an interesting relationship with Steven Spielberg from a professional point of view because, of course, his film that he directed, Gandhi actually beat E.T. to the best Oscar. Oh. So he was off directing shit. And then he came back. Obviously, no bad blood, Mm. Harry Phoenix, because then he came back to play this role, Jurassic Park, in Jurassic Park as the billionaire. I loved him in, um, was it Miracle on... 34th Street, Street. of course. And he was Santa. Yeah, great great Santa. Yeah, 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 great Santa. And uh, so he played John Hammond. And John Hammond, of course, is a billionaire. He was a lot of money. He could do a lot of things in that money, but he says, you know, I could end world poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could eradicate many, many diseases. But why do that when I can just pay a lab to bring back dinosaurs? Right. You know, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of medical science, uh, a lot of archaeology, a lot of very knowledgeable people working on this. I mean, just bearing in mind, you know, AIDS was kind of an epidemic at the time. But he said, no, dinosaurs. I want more creatures on this planet that's mm. what the world needs right now okay um a bit judgy ju- i mean look i don't want to judge john hammond well, what but would he's you a fictional do? What would character you do if you were a billionaire what would you be spending your cash on <sighs> top of the list what would you spend your first mill on it's a, t- a tough one isn't it i mean i'd probably buy property purely to charge my loved ones rent Lovely. That's probably what I do. And your man would be, be happy honest. if you did that. I then. would definitely as well, like completely change my facial features. Okay. Like I really, yeah, no, I really like get want. get it broken and remade. Just everything. You know, like that guy who's like the Kendall. <laughs> That's the look I would go for. Just perpetually bloated and shiny around the face. Lovely. Why was he kicked off Celebrity Big Brother? It must have been. Oh, I think he was. He's sexually harassing um, Dan Osborne. Yeah, I think he... But why wasn't he kicked off for... He used the N-word on Celebrity Big Brother and he wasn't kicked off. It's a joke. Really? That's crazy. It's up there with Ryanair flights. I mean, come on. I thought that's why he should have been kicked off straight away for that. Mm, I don't know. Um, but that's the, that's facially, that's yeah. what I do. Okay, I mean, so which is obviously a better spend than bringing back dinosaurs. Yeah, I was just going to say, well, you, you never mentioned anything about okay. world peace and hunger. For the purposes of this fantasy, yes. I'm the dinosaur and I'm fixing me. I'm not bringing <laughs> back more. Okay, well, that makes total back sense Back to the script. Now. So, yeah, um, so she, he's decided, he's like, I really want to bring back dinosaurs. That's yeah. what I want to happen. And then when industrial sabotage leads to catastrophic shutdown with the park's power facilities and security precautions, a small group of visitors, including Hammond's grandchildren, struggle to survive and escape the island. Um, so, of course, what was inter- interesting was while they were filming, they filmed in Hawaii. There was a terrible hurricane while they were there. And the crew were left without um, food and water for a few days. They were staying in a motel. <laughs> so I haven't died. I just needed to put she my coat put her on. Coat on. At the, all this talk, a hurricane is making me chilly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And interestingly, before they made Jurassic Park, so Steven Spielberg, it wasn't his first love. It wasn't his number one baby. He wanted Schindler's List to be made. Right, okay. And 
the studio said, Universal said, okay, we will give it the green light. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Universal said they will give it the green light only if he did Jurassic Park first. So we need we need a film with some bloody merch attached, okay, Stephen. He, yeah, the Schindler's no List merchandise isn't really going to sell. Yeah. Okay, you know, I mean... It's pretty niche. I mean, other than the red coat, like, what are we really, what are we really going to proffer here? None. So they were like, let's start off with, uh, with the toys. Everyone likes an cool. old T-Rex for Christmas. So yeah. <laughs> Where's Shane when you're texting my fella? That's what I want to <laughs> know. We were outside Bruxelles and there was a couple in front of us. Oh, I remember this. And she turned around, she wanted to start chatting to us and she told me I look like Julianne Moore. I was like, grand thanks thanks for that and then she looked at Shane and she's like oh and you are the spit of Jeff Goldblum and he looks nothing like well, him well he is male and brunette to be that's fair that's about it isn't yeah. it he is um so I it do. kind of it kind of uh cancelled out my compliment because it's like she's obviously off her fucking rocker yeah. She might as well have told him he looked like Muhammad Ali. Like, he looks nothing like Jeff I want Goblin. to say totally dissimilar. <laughs> nothing like him, but not totally dissimilar. <laughs> anyway, do you know, sure. actually, Jeff Goldblum, my favourite scene with him, other than the one where, you know, he distracts the dinosaurs to save the children. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that Grant can save the kids. And this is actually a bit cringe for Jeff. And I like Jeff, but I'm sorry, Jeff, you're getting a cringe for this. Okay. He wrote that in. He was like, I think I think I can be more heroic here. Oh, oh. A bit of a prankster. Bit of a, I was just about to equate with Richard Gere and his I can't see the role. Um, and you know what moment I love with him actually? And one quote really, which really resonated with me. But you know at the bit where they're kind of explaining um, what's happening. So we've got like Dr. Henry Wu and uh, we've got John Hammond and they're talking about how the dinosaurs because Jeff Goldblum of course he's like this cynical cynical guy mm. and how will we demonstrate that this character is cynical make him wear a leather jacket oh, done yeah. you know obviously the cynic in the midst the city sicker he's like look this is wrong like we can't control this like you can't contain this once it started and John Hammond and Dr. Henry Wu were like no dinosaurs like they're never <laughs> They're never going to be able to breach. They're all female. Relax. And then he has this amazing quote. Are you ready to get chills? Yeah. In your coat, in your furry <laughs> coat, you're going to get them. Uh, Jeff Goldblum says, Ian, uh, a.k.a. Ian Malcolm, life will not be contained. Life breaks free. Life finds a way. Get the mop out, because Emma is just <laughs> like... It's a good quote, though, isn't it? It's a good I quote, I think it's yeah. actually the quote of the franchise. A um, couple of things about Jurassic Park. Uh, we had Laura Dern, of course, yeah. uh, playing a stellar role. We had a couple of child actors as well. The requisite Steven Spielberg child act- actresses and actors. Ariana Richards played Lex, and she got the role because she had she could do... Do you remember that really blood-curdling scream? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we had Joseph Marcello and he um, he played the little fella, Tim. Uh, was it Tim or Jack was the little boy's name? Jack Tim. Let's just call him TJ. So he played <laughs> TJ and he got the role because he auditioned for the part of the little boy in Hook and didn't get it. Oh, and right. then 
Spielberg was like, listen, I mean, wouldn't you have been raging if you'd gotten Hook over Jurassic Park? Oh, big star. Uh, so oh, he... Well. Hook's a pretty good movie, though. Do you know, as well, Sam Neill was in it. Do you remember Sam Neill? No. Do you remember Sam Neill? Just because you say the name again, I'm not Sam going Neil? to... Sam Neill? This is like uh, So my Sam Neill was that Aussie it's actor. Do you remember Sam Neill was the main male role in it? He was the hero. Oh, I'm terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think... <laughs> But anyway, so Sam Neill. I was going to say, give me another Sam Neill film, but you're look if you don't even know who he is. Um, so interestingly, in the film, couple of things. Uh, Jurassic Park, the film is called, but a lot of the dinosaurs that appeared in it weren't from the Jurassic period. Oh, okay. Between Jurassic Park and Ross in Friends, I think it's safe to say, <gasps> like interest in paleontology. Sorry, interest in paleontology increased by like I four million percent. Fucking meant to get on to you this week, even though we were talking this week, but we didn't get down to this because I mean, tell we, me, we can only cover so much in two hours. So you had been having the big stink with me about Ross not being a good Here we go. Uh, character in Friends. And then he whacks out that video. Oh, great video. Great video. <clears throat> I'm sorry. With the shoplifter? Best. I told you. I told you he was the best one. Yeah. No, I did me. actually think of you. And I was like, Emma's never going to shut the fuck up over this. Uh, no, but it was pretty funny. I waited until... The we were being recorded. And sure, what's Rachel doing? Only advertising smart water. Like, water's no. water. She's basically... What's the cream? The Aveeno cream. Yeah. Yeah. I would nearly buy it. Oh, that's Because she's... I honestly... I would. She's I the one woman who could make... Her and Oprah. Yeah. That's going to be very... I think for that episode, we're both going to have to be in a safe place. Because there's going to be a lot of tears... A lot of emotions. Um, do you know yeah, what I, I loved about so. Jurassic Park? The yeah. scariest scene. The scariest scene. There were a couple. So the T-Rex appears um, about halfway through uh, the film. And what was great about that T-Rex scene. So the T-Rex appears. And it was so terrifying. Like even thinking back when I watched it back uh, this evening. Just uh, in terms of research. We always do our research here and up to 90. Um, so it appears 30 minutes through the film. And it they're in the Ford Explorer, the yeah. Jeep. Yeah. And the T Rex puts the head in. Like that's the really, really scary bit. It's just absolutely terrifying. And that was the first time actually um that type of Jeep appeared in the film, but we don't give a shit about Jeeps, so who cares? Um so it's yeah, no so, so sorry. Sorry, it, was it wasn't thirty minutes. It was actually I'm thinking it was hundred and twenty seven minutes minutes long. It was like sixty minutes through the film. So, so halfway you, through the film the T Rex. So you appears. were saying that that was the Jeep's first movie role. Yeah. Did the Jeep it hasn't it kind did, of did it hit it the drugs after? pretty hard oh, after, right. you know, it went down the River Phoenix route. So we didn't oh. really hear of it again. So halfway through it's so gory it's so brilliant tropical storm is in full flight and then we've got the screaming kids and then the smarmy lawyer do you remember the smarmy lawyer and he gets chomped he's the one who's hiding in the toilet oh my god it's brilliant i mean it is the best entrance for a monster but you see do you know what like even thinking about it now and like i obviously knew it was a film whatever nowhere in my mind did i ever think that those dinosaurs weren't real but but they were so convincing though. Have like even looking back at it now, they're fairly persuasive. I'd love to go. I'd love to bring the boys to the new one now with Chris Pratt. 
Hello. Don't but like him since he's divorced Anna Faris. She's nothing bad to say about him. I have something bad to say. <laughs> Look, your radar is off. You thought Ross was Stop. shit. Stop. You have a clue what's Chris going on. Chris is gorgeous, isn't he? Mm, yeah. He is lovely. But I think um, it's... I think it's 12s or 15s or something. So I can't... Your ch- your children are three and four, Emma. What are you going to do? Put them under no, that coach? I'm not going to bring them. I'm saying it's, it's a pity. Tommy told me last week that you've let him watch Pretty Woman. <laughs> that prostitution queen. fairy tale. I just said I'd love if there I was love a the version. I love the kids in peril scene. My favourite scene, other than that one in the Jeep, is the one... I do love the opening one where we see, the, you know, it's like panoramic and we see all the dinosaurs. Mm. The one you talked about. And it's like, wow. I mean, that's such a wow moment. Yeah. But I love the one where they're in the kitchen and they're hiding. You know this one? Oh, yes. Yes. And, and the little, it's, uh, so it's a raptor. Scary. It's a ra- little raptor. Oh, my God. Little ve- velo- velociraptor. Velociraptor. It's a raptor. Come on. Very good. I couldn't even pronounce that, which is terrible. So we've got Lex and we've got Tim and they're hiding in the kitchen. Mm. And then the velociraptor comes in and they scamper along. And then they're sniffing them and their tails. Do you remember their tails? Oh, yes. They're hitting off the pots and pans. Yeah, because they're the kind of fuckers you'd imagine would rip you to shreds. Oh, to so scary. Guys. And kitchens are at night are scary enough oh, at the best yeah. of times, especially industrial and all that steel. So they hide in the in the they hide in the in the little cabinet um just to escape. So that's a great one. You know the one you know the scene as well where uh, do you know one thing that I loved about the film? So it's a hundred and twenty seven minute song. There's only fifteen minutes of dinosaurs. Oh right, okay. So what's really interesting is it's always this threat of the dinosaurs. Well, like that's what like makes it great. Thing, but just they're realistic. Yes. Looking. So you know the way with Jaws, what's the first thing when you say Jaws, what's the first thing you think of? It's the old shark. The the shark, but yeah. the you know, remember the music? Yeah. So that wasn't they didn't do the music to kind of signify like, you know, this that that, like this uh, this onset of like the dinosaurs. They didn't do that to foreshadow it. Instead, they had you remember the water. See, you've got the glasses of water. Yeah. yeah, And Spielberg took inspiration from that earth, wind, fire, that that song that they had mm. and so they had this glass of water and they you know the sound that they're coming it's so terrifying yeah but they couldn't get the ripples to synchronize so what they did was they had someone under the dashboard with a guitar string to make sure that the the water oh, was like okay. in sync and i just think even watching it back now like it's so thrilling yeah it's great and Do you know what bit i love you know the bit where they're the two of them are in the car and it's all fogged up in the car. Yes, and yes. And she, you know, the way, and she puts her hand on the car <sighs> and it goes down. And then I think later on, he, she says, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. And I'll, I love that bit. Okay, Emma, <laughs> thank you. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned Titanic because it was, Jurassic Park was, uh, I thought you were talking about, is there not, oh, I thought you were talking about the storm in the Jeep when <laughs> the visibility the is st- low. <laughs> I thought you were talking about when the visibility is low and the little, the eye and it, no. the pupil dilates. Titanic did knock it off the top spot. So it right. was the top earner until bloody Titanic came along. Draw me like your French girls. And it knocked it off <laughs> the top spot. Such a line, isn't it? I, oh, horrendous. I mean, I use that line all the time. They're like, look, I don't have a pen. Stop <laughs> it. I don't have a this pencil. Nobody owns paper. <laughs> I've asked you to stop calling me. 
please stop um one scene as well this is the last i'm going to talk about i love that one you know the baddie there is his name is dennis and wayne knight and you know he's the computer guy the computer nerd and he wants to steal the dino embryos to yes to sell them on to like an alternative like amusement park oh, island yeah, type yeah, thing yeah, yeah. so then he Jogging gets caught so he's trying to escape with the dino embryos and then his jeep gets caught and then he's confronted by this wee little chirpy little dinosaurus and he tries to kind of shoot it away but when it, it doesn't go away and he says oh you know what no wonder you're extinct but then of course so seconds later it unfurls like this giant cow and blinds him with her poison saliva and then he's done those Good. It's a good one, isn't it? Sweet justice. A lot of the people at the time were thinking, could this happen in real life? Like, could this be a real thing? Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. And in 2005, there was this doctor, uh, Mary Schwatzler, um, discovered red blood cells and soft tissue in a fossilized bones for, um, of a T-Rex. So they were saying, like, it actually could, it could, like, you actually could theoretically, like, clone a t-rex now would you want to is the question not a t-rex well like a more cuddly dinosaur uh, a diplodotus um I, well of course it's, it's interesting now with the dinosaurs like crocodiles are still di- dinosaurs alligators like they're scary looking things aren't they yeah they're still i'm not mad about them well, don't keep one in your garden. I keep saying no, that to you. Just bring the GSPCA. Stop looking at it out the window going, oh, I don't like it. But I just... Do something about it. Take action in your life. It's your yeah, life. You've got to... Now. <laughs> um, Universal Studios ride actually costs more than the movie. Well, believe it. Yeah, uh, well, they're going it's still the their most popular now. ride. I mean, it's a bit of a rip, in it? Yeah. Who goes to the cinema? Absolutely Is ridiculous. Still I spent, like... The last week now, like 20 quid, two small popcorns, a drink and like some like pick and mix. How do you feel about bringing your own scuff in? I usually bring my own scuff. Do you know it's a myth that you actually aren't allowed to bring your own stuff in? Like that's a total myth. You can bring your own stuff yeah, in. No yeah. problem. They started that. We've all been li- living a lie. Yeah. Uh, off downstairs, the last one before I'll go uh, with the dinosaurs I mean they were absolutely amazing and all the rest most of them it was only the upper half of their body uh, so they saw. were just just the heads yeah oh, right. okay. which makes sense because we usually just saw the heads and then the T-Rex interestingly it used it was just a bit scary it kept coming on of its own accord during the film oh. and actually when the head you know the way the head like moves to the side yeah Apparently, it was really strong and it went at high speed. So it was a bit scary because if you were hit with it, like you'd be you'd be seriously hurt. Like it, it was kind of like one of the cast crew, one of the members of the crew were like, it was kind of like a bus coming at you. Like it had that kind of velocity. So a bit like the film um, The Exorcist. They try and say that there was all these weird things happening on set all yeah, the time. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, a T-Rex coming on of its own accord. I'm sure Stephen was there with the remote. He's a prankster. Um, yeah. And then last point, of course, I know you're going to ask about it, so I'm just going to clarify. Yeah. Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum, they did go out after the film. Did they? For a couple of years. Right. Um, but it turns out that Jeff Goldblum just plays Jeff Goldblum. And, oh. you know, kept stopping and saying, you know what could make this moment more heroic for me, Laura? She was like, I've had enough. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm done, so. 
you bloody prankster. So that's Jurassic Park. I remember seeing it in Dingle Cinema and it was just so amazing. I was blown away by it. It was really impressive. Back like in the days when you could smoke in the cinema. I don't remember. They were the good old days. I don't remember ever smoking in the cinema. Yeah. Or people smoking in a cinema. I actually don't remember that. But then my pa- did your parents smoke when you yeah. were Yeah. It was my mum smoking in the cinema. Oh. <laughs> It's not even a joke. Shout out <coughs> to the no, rider uh, dies. Any- could have, I could have been in the cinema with smoking. I just I came oblivious to smoking because my parents always oh, smoked in the house. So my mm. parents were the same. Yeah, it's great for rubbing a few. One fags day off anyway, them. we'll Thanks, talk ma'am. about our really really dark childhoods full of smoke. But that's that's for another day. Yeah, yeah, not, not for today. Halloween. Happy Halloween, kids! Thank you Happy for listening. Happy Halloween! Um, if you're looking to catch us at one of our events, please check out. Uh, it's all up on our Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. It's one of our Herbalife events. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you events. too can look this good. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been not a so lovely, scheme. so lovely having you, listener. If you haven't checked out Jurassic Park, uh, please do it. It cannot be bet. Happy. I'm Sorry Judy J. I'm Eva Doran. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Chat to you soon. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.